Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another new episode of Vichara Spine Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and my guest today is uh, Joanne Flynn. Uh, she is an award-winning business author and advisor. So thank, thank you for joining us today, uh, Joanne. It's great to have you on the show. It's wonderful be, to be here with you, Norhadi. All right. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about making the environment and uh, sustainability work for the business. But before we get started, can you please share a bit by yourself and your professional background? Okay. Uh, so in, in a nutshell, I've been in business for over 30 years. I, My first business I took on at 22, it was a $10 million business. It had, I found out when I first started, a million dollars of unfunded debt which was a really great way of learning a lot very rapidly about business and about what fundamental sustainability was in business. Over the years, I've been a senior executive at banks. I ran PricewaterhouseCoopers Financial Services Consulting Practice. And these days I work very specifically with CEOs, chairmen and boards to help their business shift rapidly on to what we talk about more and more detail later on, the path to net zero, the, tra- the transitions that are required and to do this where we realize that sustainability is something that creates economic value rather than what many people see it as something that takes away economic value so it's you know as we talk more some of my other interesting bits background will come out um, just a couple of weeks ago I was in India working with um, in Bangalore working with a big um, multinational and we were looking very strongly at how can we lift the value of the business by a billion dollars and increase the sustainability of that business by looking at, you know, what, what's, what are we doing around waste? How are we using water? Like really practical physical world things. And that's what I think is so exciting these days when we talk about sustainability, our definition of sustainability is grown past what I started with, which was profit to going and now what are we doing to people which is the social part in ESG and then what are we also doing to the planet which is the environmental part of ESG. Mm-hmm. Interesting so uh, John uh, what specifically motivated you to focus on uh, sustainability and I understand that you just released a new book right uh, Green Psych uh, the sustainability guide for company directors. Yeah, so what got me into, so I've, I wrote Greensight, the sustainability guide for company directors, because I was working with a number of CEOs who were saying to me, like, Joanne, I know we need to do this. I've got it, but I'm struggling to get my organization around what it's going to take. Mm. And I've been working in business transformation for a really long time. And I realized that in that conversation, the way sustainability is talked about is very complex. It's not that it isn't complex. It's just we don't have the vocabulary and the understanding. So I went, wrote the guide so that business executives, company directors, and leaders could say, okay, what is it that I really need to know about sustainability right now? Like, what, 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 what's this alphabet soup of terms? Can someone just talk to me like a real human being and 
you know, outline it. So part of it was like, okay, let's help people understand where it's at and what we need to, what we need to know as companies, company people on it. What role and responsibility does our company have? And what do I have as a leader and a director? So then the second part was about the responsibilities we actually have. And the third one is, okay, so we're going to take action. How do we align our people in our organization to take action rapidly? So it was to give people a roadmap to save six months in sitting there and struggling to give people a book where they could go, oh, I pick it up. This makes sense. I know how I can talk to my colleagues. I can talk to my suppliers, you know, from a procurement point of view, I can go and send them 20 copies of the book so that they understand what I, we're wanting from them. Um, and that just makes it an awful lot faster and easier for all of us to get into action so that I don't know about you, but Heidi, I'm, I'm, I'm quite aware of how old I'm going to be in seven and a half years. And also I've got a question for you and anyone who's listening to this podcast. So my question is like, just take a moment and reflect and go in seven and a half years, how old will I be? What will my kids be doing? Right. Um, will I be alive? And I'm going like, I want to be alive in seven and a half years because every action we take between now and then will give us the world we have in 2030. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is fun. when people talk like the big goals of 2030 and 2050, to me, that felt so far away and out there didn't, wasn't personally relevant. But when I take it back into, well, okay, in seven and a half years, how old will I be? What kind of planet do I want to have around me? How do I want other people to be respected? That's personal. And then I think 2050, well, actually 2050, I'll be as old as my mom is right now. What yeah. kind of world would I like to have around me when I'm my mom's age? Mm -hmm. And so the, the book, when I put Greensight together for people, it was you know in part just recognizing like, gosh, what would I like to have in my hands to help me get into doing stuff rather than worrying about stuff uh, let's let's talk uh, more a bit about the sustainability in, in a business uh, in in your field what does it mean uh, sustainability in business well historically if you're a business owner or a business executive sustainability has really simply meant can you pay your debts as and when they fold you right. really dull legal definition which pretty much gets down to cash flow i need to pay x then i have do i have the money yes i'm good but technically, that means when you're operating that way, if I could, yes, I can pay my debts as and when they fall due, that's really just a forecast. It's pretty much about a year out. Like when you get audited, that's literally what they're going like, okay, is this viable over the next year? But as human beings who will be on this planet for a while, we're also pretty aware that what we do in our business has physical world consequences. We're seeing in Australia and in Indonesia and in other parts of Southeast Asia and the US and Europe and Africa, like across the globe, we're seeing climate impacts. And what's happening is that instead of just saying, well, we can ignore sustainability in business, where businesses are now being asked, what are you doing to sustainability? I.e., what's your impact on the planet in terms of environment and society? And with data getting more transparent and banks asking for disclosures and other parties expecting disclosures, what we're seeing is a shift from sustainability and business just being about, well, great, you could pay your debts. That's kind of like base level. Now it's going, okay, well, what other consequences do you have? And is this acceptable? So we're in the beginning of a shift that will happen over the next five years where sustainability in business will be. And what are you doing elsewhere? Have you start, have you, how far are you in your transition to net zero? 
what are your consequences on your communities and society around you? Are you taking action? So sustainability in business is becoming a, it's like, you know, when the behavior we could have when we we're little kids, we could do one thing. And that then as we grow up into adults, we're expected to operate for a higher standard. Mm-hmm. In business, what's happening is sustain this what's considered an acceptable standard of sustainability is getting lifted. Right. You know, to include, you know, what people talk about ESG, which is complete piece of alphabet soup, but it bottom line means is our business creating an impact on the planet? And is that impact affecting our business? Mm-hmm. Is our business creating an impact on society, i.e. other communities and our own people? Okay, great. What impact is changes in society going to have on our business? And then the third, that's the S one. And the third one is the governance one, which is, you know, are we making the right decisions on the right things so that we'll actually be in business, you know, over the long run? So, yeah. you know, if we, if we take it like to procurement, because I know so many of you listeners are in procurement. So like as a procurement professional, if you're listening, you're like, well, what role do I have? It means that when we're looking at who we want to have as our business partners and our suppliers, we're not just optimizing against cost as, as a cash flow type issue. We're optimizing against, okay, what kind of exposure will we have to ESG elements as well? Because those are new items of value that are actually being very strongly recognized by big companies. And if it happens with the big companies and the banks, then it will start happening for mid-sized companies. And then eventually, hopefully, the space where there's a support for smaller businesses as well. Interesting. Okay, uh, I would like to ask uh, another question. As a leader, how should we think to get everyone on board for the uh, sustainability transition? What are actually the essential things in this space? Well, the there's three key things to be doing as a leader. The first one is to get really clear about what's your goal. Some of the language people use is what's your pledge. So you know, I, I talk about the three P. So what's your pledge? Is my business committed to working out to do what it takes to deliver to operate for a net zero world? Because if if you don't care, then is that so? The first one is like get to get people on board. It's being really clear. I'm making a pledge for our business that this is what we're doing. Which then means okay, so we've got we've got a direction. We're saying that our business goal includes this as part of our business goals. Then we go okay. So what's our plan for getting there? Because the truth is none of nothing great gets created by snapping our fingers, it takes work, it takes building. So what's our plan to do this? And then the third one is now take action, measure progress. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's at one level, it, it's very, very practical. What's our pledge, what's our plan and what's our progress? And then realizing in that, it's not like it happens overnight. So you like this year, tackle this, these sets of things, get these foundations in place so that next year we can get these things in place and then lift our game to do that. And then over a three to five year position, substantive um, transition can happen. It's it's like putting in a big SAP project. It's complex, it's got moving parts, but it's doable. All right. So this would be my last question on on, on today's conversation. uh, What advice can you offer to the business leader on how to ensure that we have the right attitudes, we have the right culture and governments in place to thrive, not not just to survive in the world of tomorrow? I love this question. It's an absolutely beautiful question. I was mentoring a CEO two weeks ago and it was exactly this was exactly on this topic in question Mm -hmm. and the 
again, I'll just, I'll stick to three things because I know for, for people listening, that's something we can like, we can go, okay, I can pick up three. You know, the first one was like, as a leader, we were, talk, we were working with them. It's like, who do you want to be? Because there's so much to learn. It's not about being an expert right now. It was being willing to learn. So for those of us who, you know, I've been around a while, realizing I have to unlearn and relearn. So the first thing is, the right attitudes and culture and governance begins with us as leaders saying, who am I going to be in this? Second, the, the second um, element in, the, in this one is going, will I have the courage to make the changes that we need to do? Because if I don't have the courage, I expecting my people to is going to be a little unreasonable. So the, as a leader, leader, the culture we're setting, the decisions we're supporting become really um, important. So like a, one of the ones we were specifically working with as I was mentoring him was we're going into strategy season and annual planning right now, right now. Um, and a lot of organizations as people start thinking forward to 2023 is in our business strategy, are we operating from the starting principle? And this is leads into the governance question that sustainability is simply how we have to be. And therefore, how are we making our decisions and priorities, prioritizing our strategic actions? You know, are we building sustainability from ground up in, or are we trying to bolt it on? If we're bolted on, just practically it will fail. If we build it as this is the way we are, and therefore everything goes through the decision-making filter and the expectation filter that there's no questions asked. It's got to be sustainable. Quite rapidly, what I'm finding with the companies that I'm working with is they are seeing very rapid shifts in action and progress, which is translating very solidly actually onto the profit and bottom line. So yeah. the, go the, go the, governance, the governance piece here becomes as leaders, then are, are we taking that alignment and then adapting and upgrading our governance structure. So this is built in mm. um, and that's creating changes in procurement processes, it's creating changes in delegations of authorities and other elements so that we're coming at this from the point of view of we're creating a thriving future for our business, for our employees, for the other parts of our value chain and the world around us. So, you know, to go back to the opening question in mm -hmm. <laughs> seven and a half years we go this is absolutely stunning okay wonderful so uh joan actually i still have a couple of questions but we have running out of time so thank you again for joining us today uh joan and i, I, I learned a lot from today's podcast so much wisdom and it was really really nice conversation well thank you so much for having me here it's been an absolute pleasure to have these moments with you and everybody who's listening at Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.